words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I was reminded recently of the work Stories for the Christian Year and of a particular piece of writing in it by Eugene H. Peterson, who was, uh, who died last year and was a former Presbyterian minister and who translated the um, message, the Bible into sort of contemporary language that was popular for a while. And in this story, he recounts one Christmas when he was eight years old that really marked him. And I, I think that this story helps us enter into the gospel message of uh, Joseph and Mary today, the fourth Sunday in Advent. So Peterson recalls that there was a ritual that his family had every year, till he was eight, um, when they decided not to do that ritual. It was going to cut down the Christmas tree, and it was you know, a while ago, so they would all pile into their uh, model A Ford pickup and drive to the forest in Montana and cut down a tree. They would bring it home and decorate it with multicolor lights and ornaments of silver and gold, and for his eight-year-old self, that was really his favorite part of, of Christmas, more so even in even though his family was a religious family um, and very faithful, it was more important to him when he was eight than, than going to church or putting up the, the, the nativity set or even singing carols. And so the year 1940, when he was eight years old and his mother, without conferring or warning anyone, decided not to... Uh, continue with this tradition that year, uh, he was completely distraught. He asked his mother why they weren't going to have a tree, and she said that she had read the prophet Jeremiah, and she had read something in the prophet Jeremiah that led her to believe that God was against Christmas trees. So that just goes to show that people can interpret the Bible in many different ways. So that year, instead of having a Christmas tree, she, she put a table where the Christmas tree usually stood, and she opened the Bible up to the nativity story. Well, little uh, Eugene Peterson had been very, very proudful of his tree. It was always the best tree in the neighborhood, and so... He was worried. He was worried thinking that the neighbors were going to pity him. He didn't want to be pitied. He was worried in a competitive sort of way, too, that this year he wasn't going to beat out his neighbors in their decorations. He was worried that they would think that his family had become too poor to maintain this tradition. And he was also worried that people would be making fun of him behind his back. 
He felt like an outsider. He felt humiliated. So Christmas Day came, and all the family gathered, and uh, his family was of Norwegian heritage. And his favorite uncle, who was a avowed atheist um, and the funnest relative that he had, asked his mother, where is the tree? And she said, this day we're going to have a Christian Christmas and not a Norwegian Christmas. Everybody just kind of rolled their eyes. Mysteriously, the next year, when he turned nine, 1941, the tree and the ritual reappeared with no explanation, but to great joy. And they continued that tradition um, until he grew up and had his own family, and they continued. Later, as he grew up, his mother would sometimes ask him, do you remember that year without the Christmas tree and to spare her feelings or to avoid any awkward conversations? He just was vague in his reply. He couldn't really quite tell yes or no, or he would divert the conversation. But as he grew up, he thanked his mother. He thanked his mother for that year, for taking away the Christmas tree, and he thanked her for bringing it back because he was able, through his little eight-year-old self, to experience just a fraction, maybe, of what Mary and Joseph experienced preparing for that first Christmas. They experienced some humiliation, didn't they? What would the neighbors say about Mary and Joseph? They experienced, he experienced, being misunderstood and had an experience of being an outsider. Of course, in our world, our communities, our work, our families, there are much more difficult ways to experience being misunderstood than not having a tree. And there are much more difficult ways to experience humiliation or being an outsider. But that young boy's awareness was raised. And I think as we prepare for this Christmas, one of the things that the story of Mary and Joseph in our gospel today tells us, asks us to do, is to raise our awareness of the other. Raise our awareness of the ones who feel they are outsiders because they might not live according to acceptable social norms. They may not be like everyone else. They may not have the success that is expected or whatever it is. 
Today, we thank Joseph, Mary's husband, for his willingness to listen to the Holy Spirit. Even in his confusion and in his heartache, remember, Joseph fears unfaithfulness from the most faithful of all, Mary. He is heartbroken when he finds out about Mary. He doesn't know what to think. But he is a righteous man, so he wants to do what will make her, what will hurt her the least. And yet still, God says, that is not enough. And so even in his initial intense sense of betrayal, he trusted what God said through the angels in his dream, and he stuck by Mary when he had to sacrifice all that he knew and all that he believed to stay with her. He sacrificed for her well-being. And I think that that action of listening to the Holy Spirit and to God and standing by Mary, who would have been so vulnerable as a young pregnant woman without him, reminds us that both faith and love call us to sacrifice dearly for each other. Love and faith call us to sacrifice for others. Joseph's was a strong love of God. His was a strong love for Mary. He became, he began, he came to not care really what the neighbors said cared more about what the Holy Spirit said. And he did the right thing, the God thing, reminding us that sometimes the faithful thing to do and the faithful way to be are at odds with conventional social norms. I really love this chapter of Matthew from which our gospel comes. And in this chapter, Matthew, the gospel writer, uses the word, in, in its original language, he uses the word Genesis when he refers to the birth of Jesus. He does this two times, and he does it to echo the creation story at the beginning of our Bible, the first book of our Bible. Jesus' birth is a new genesis. It's a new creation. And the gospel speaks of God as spirit in relation to Jesus' conception and birth. The angel says the Holy Spirit. And we know from our prayers every Sunday that the spirit is the Lord and is the giver of life. This child born in this way 
is a new creation. The messengers for this new life on the first Christmas were the angels. The Bible describes angels in many sorts of ways. They are human beings walking by. They are multi-winged creatures. They are described in many ways. And of course, the entire Christmas story is full of problem-solving angels. First, God needed a brave and faithful woman, God-bearer, and Gabriel found Mary. Then, even as Joseph was hurt and confused, God sent an angel to appear to Joseph in his dream. And the angel basically said, I know this is not what you expected, Joseph, but it's going to be all right. God is about to do something wonderful, despite the fact that according to all your customs and laws right now, you are in a rather socially unacceptable situation. Actually, read your bulletin. The angel said something more like, fear not and stick with Mary. The angel instructed Joseph to name the baby Jesus, another form of Joshua, which means God saves. And according to polls at that time, it was one of the top ten favorite baby names of the first century Palestine. It actually was a very popular name. It was a common name. And yet, by naming the baby, Joseph acknowledges him as his son effectively adopting him and incorporating him legally into David's genealogy. Again, angels direct the shepherds to find the baby. And then again, angels tell Joseph in his dreams to flee the violence that would fall upon them, to flee the violence to protect his family to go to another country. So as we prepare for the 2019th Christmas, I invite you to remember Mary and Joseph's journeying that first Christmas. They did not know where God would take them. All they knew was that something spirit-filled, something new, something wonderful had been promised and that they had been beckoned to follow. So maybe through awareness of outsiders, maybe through sacrificing for the well-being of others, maybe through listening to or being problem-solving angels for others, may we too find our way to follow Jesus, 
the Christ child this Christmas. <laughs> 